What we need to do is defund and destroy the government agencies that were cooperating with Twitter. The FBI was cooperating with Twitter in silencing people like Donald Trump while he was still president. That is treason. That is subversion. That is appointed officials undermining an elected president because they don't like the will of the people. Eric Metaxas Show with your host, Eric Metaxas. Big John. Big John. Every morning at the mine, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed 245. Folks, welcome. As I warned you, if you were bad, I would punish you by bringing on our friend John Zmirak. John, thank you for coming on. Uh, I want to ask you the same question I always ask you. What have you been writing at, uh, about? at stream.org. What shall we discuss first, my friend? I've been closely following the Twitter revelations and what they show us about the internal working, not just of one social media company, but actually of our entire elite ruling class, because Twitter kind of became the frontal lobe. It became the privileged public communication medium of our ruling elites. Um, it, it, far, it was vastly more important than its numbers indicated because it had the, the wealthiest, the most influential, the most highly educated, if not the, not the smartest, but the most elite educated people in America. So it was kind of the nerve center. And we see with each of these revelations that the heroic Elon Musk is dropping on us, Another slice, it's like looking at autopsy slides from a brain that rotted away of cancer. And we can see, oh, the, here's where this organ was destroyed by this incipient tumor. Oh, and here is where the chemotherapy failed and so on. So in my most recent one over at stream.org, I talk, it's called the Twitter Reckoning Part 3 exposes our useless Jim Crow laws regulating the Internet. And here's what I mean by that. After the Civil War, the the federal government, controlled by abolitionist Republicans, uh, tried to restore, to create, to establish civil rights to the freed slaves. First of all, it passed the 13th Amendment freeing the slaves. Then the 14th Amendment guaranteeing them equal equal protection under the law. The 15th Amendment guaranteeing their right to vote. Sorry, the southern the southern states set up tried wanted you know weren't giving these things to the freed slaves. So the federal government put it in the constitution and made ratifying these amendments the condition of the Confederate states being readmitted to the union. So the whole apparatus was set up for equal civil rights, anti discrimination, and free voting for Black Americans. A hundred years before the civil rights movement. And it all went to hell. It all got taken away. It all got blown up by local people who didn't want that, who had ingrained racism. They didn't want their former slaves becoming mayor of the town or governor of the state. In Louisiana, there was a freely elected black governor for a few years. White mobs formed. White vigilantes like the Ku Klux Klan and other groups they toppled 
these freely elected blacks from office and they stopped black people from voting. And pretty soon you had a system of white supremacy almost as vicious as had existed under slavery. So Congress's laws, all its great laws to preserve black Americans' rights were totally useless and toothless and forgotten by like 20 years later. That is exactly what happened to federal laws guaranteeing free speech on the Internet. The, the Communications Decency Act of 1996 was meant to encourage like America Online to limit the pornography that got sent to kids or to stop people from harassing their boss or their neighbor. It was written in a certain way. It said, if you're running internet service, you're basically like the phone company. And the phone company was never liable if somebody told lies or committed libel. The phone company, remember Ma Bell, or your cell phone company now. Your cell phone company now can't be sued if you make phone calls that destroy someone's reputation. But it will if you are harassing people illegally or making death threats or involved in an attempt to overthrow the government. In extreme cases, the phone company might get involved. What the Congress said in 96 was companies like AOL and later companies like Twitter and Google would not be held responsible as if they were publishers of a magazine. If you're the publisher of the New York Times and you print libel, you can get sued. Why are you legally liable? Because you legally have control. And the price of control is accountability. If you run a newspaper and you you get to control what it says and decide you don't want to publish things that you think are harmful or false, or evil, or against your, your ideology. That's your privilege, but if you print destructive lies, you can be sued. That's the trade-off. What happened with Twitter and AOL is they were told, you're like the phone company. You can't be held liable for what you publish. But the language in that 90, 1996 law left them the ability to act like editors, to set policies, or saying, oh, well, If we think what you're saying is harmful, it may be legal, it may be constitutionally protected, but we think it's harmful, so we're going to ban you. And that's what started happening on Twitter and YouTube and Facebook. It's why you're banned on YouTube and I'm banned on Twitter, because they get to to act as if they were magazines enforcing a certain editorial policy, but they don't have the legal liability of magazines, so Nick Sandman can't sue them. Kyle Rittenhouse can't sue them. It's a horrendous legal loophole, an utter failure of the Internet laws as grand and sweeping as the failure of civil rights laws during Reconstruction. Okay, that's a tutorial on why we're here. What can we do about this? Um, well, we have to put pressure on Republicans Far too many Republicans like Jim Jordan and Kevin McCarthy are either sympathetic to big tech or they're on its payroll. Now, I cannot imagine that Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is one of the worst. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. I I think of him as a hero. What is he getting wrong? Um, I don't have the details here, but I've been reading stories about he's backing McCarthy for speaker. Well, wait a minute. I'm not necessarily against that. In other words, I I think that a case can be made uh, that McCarthy 
uh, is the best we can do as a speaker. But in terms of what you're talking about right now, Gordon has not been good about repealing about fixing Section 230. Section 230 is the most problematic aspect of this law. Uh Anyway, we have to find people in Congress and tell them, if you don't fix this, we don't have a constitution. We don't have free speech in America. Also, I think cases should be pursued to the Supreme Court saying that these companies are in violation of the Internet Decency Act, that they are, in fact, perverting the intent of the law and evading the intent of the law, which, according to the language of the law, which as I examine in my article at stream.org, was meant to promote free speech and free exchange of ideas. It was, it was also meant to rein in filth and vi- threats of violence and, and other virtu- illegal or quasi-illegal speech. What the left has done is is say, if you don't agree that Bruce Jenner is a woman, you're committing violence against him. You are posing a threat to him. You are causing harm. We get to decide this. Now, You, if you're the phone company, you don't get to decide that. It's only if you're a magazine or a newspaper that you get to decide what's harmful apart from U.S. law. So again, they want to have their cake and still eat it too. They want to eat the cake and have it still exist in the refrigerator uneaten. They want to act like magazines with the liability of phone companies. Do do you have any hope that uh, Elon Musk's Musk's acquisition of Twitter will will help us in this? To some degree, yeah, because he seems to be moving it in the right direction. I mean, I'm still banned from Twitter permanently for secret reasons that were decided by an anonymous tribunal behind closed doors. And I wasn't even given the reason. I mean, the Orwellian reality of these, of the, of that, of, of Twitter has not yet been reversed, but he's, he's making great progress. What we need to do is defund and destroy the government agencies that were cooperating with Twitter. The FBI was cooperating with Twitter in silencing people like Donald Trump. While he was still president, that is treason. That is subversion. That is appointed officials undermining an elected president because they don't like the will of the people. They think the people stabbed them in the back in November 19th, in November 2016, just the way Hitler thought that the Germans had stabbed Germany in the back in November 1918. In both cases, they, they regard that. The country is having been betrayed. So radical measures are necessary to nullify the will of the people. Okay, folks, uh, plenty more coming up with John Zmirak. I want to remind you again and again, don't forget, go to metaxastalk.com. You can participate in freeing a slave. If you give $250 at the top of the page, metaxastalk.com, you see the banner for CSI. If you give $250, you will have freed a slave. This is an astonishing reality that we can do something uh, about an evil that is existing in our time. I exhort you, uh, go to metaxistalk.com. The banner's at the top of the page. Give that gift to someone for Christmas. God bless you. has got a toy for every good girl and good little boy. Santa's a great big bundle of joy when he's coming down the chimney down.
as hard as it may be for us to comprehend here in America, there are people in other parts of the world whose very lives are being threatened simply for believing in Jesus. In fact, people are being enslaved for their faith. Some have been in bondage for 25 or 30 years. If you've been listening for any period of time, you know I'm passionate about the work of Christian Solidarity International, a ministry that sets these captives free. There are hundreds of thousands persecuted and enslaved in the Middle East. Together, we can literally buy their freedom and save the lives of some precious brothers and sisters this Christmas, giving them the joy and hope that we celebrate freely. For only $250, you can provide life-saving aid this Christmas. You can buy a believer's freedom and provide them with much-needed food, a goat, and other goods necessary for their very survival. These are brothers and sisters who are enslaved and fearing for their lives. Just $250, maybe you can give more, maybe a portion. Every gift helps. Imagine buying a fellow believer's freedom. Call 888-253-3522, 888-253-3522. Christian Solidarity, providing life-saving resources for persecuted Christians for almost 40 years. 888-253-3522 or metaxastalk.com and click on the Christian Solidarity banner. Give someone the gift of their freedom for Christmas. Thank you. Out of all the rangers, you know you're the mastermind. Run, run, Folks, welcome back. Yes, yes, I'm talking to John Zmirak, spelled with a Z. John Zmirak, uh, what else should we talk about? You've got a lot of great articles at stream.org. Thanks. I've got another piece called. Michelle Obama is America's Winnie Mandela, a cheerleader for violent insurrection and a narco tyranny. Excuse me. Sometimes you say something and it I get it instantly. That is a brilliant summation of who Michelle Obama has become in American public life. That is kind of amazing. Uh, so let's tell, tell the audience uh, what you mean by that. Sure. Uh, Winnie Mandela was Nelson Mandela's psycho wife, uh, his rabid attack dog wife. While he was in prison negotiating to get released and bring a peaceful end to apartheid, she was organizing radical leftist black activists to burn people alive, black people. Um, She led this practice called necklacing. That's where you put a rubber tire around the neck of someone you don't like. And again, it was usually moderate blacks who wanted, who didn't support communism or the African national Congress and you burn them alive and they, they, their necks burn their entire, they're incinerated. They're burned alive like a witch in public, and it was a way of terrorizing your political opponents. Well, while Nelson Mandela was negotiating with you with the apartheid government for a peaceful end to that wicked system, she said, quote, with our boxes of matches and our necklaces, we shall liberate this country. She uh, was also massively involved in corruption, and uh, there was actually kind of a split between her and Nelson because of her radical tactics. And by the way, let's say this. Uh, it seems that Nelson Mandela was a serious Christian uh, and his values came from his Christian faith. The idea of forgiveness, basically impossible when you think of the hell that he went through and what uh, 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 blacks in that country went through. She was, of course, not even slightly thinking along those lines. She was a an atheist Marxist, essentially. Right. And uh, so apparently is Michelle and Barack Obama. 
Uh, the reason I bring her up is that the latest, I think number four of the Twitter revelations show that Michelle Obama was one of the leading people after January 6th, putting pressure on Twitter to get Donald Trump and his supporters banned from that alleged free speech platform. Here's what she tweeted uh, on January 7th. Now is the time for Silicon Valley companies to stop enabling this monstrous behavior and go even further than they have already by permanently banning this man from their platforms and putting in place policies to prevent their technologies from being used by the nation's leaders to fuel insurrection. Woo, sounds like she's a real law and order type. You know what I love, John, is how people discover this is this is how, you know, I just have to say this. This is how, you know you're being fooled or you're played with when people invent a term, a term that you never heard before. Suddenly everyone's talking about insurrection. When have we ever heard in American public life in our lifetimes of insurrection? It was basically invented. I mean, it's not that the term didn't exist, but it was invented to be used. And suddenly around January 6th, this is the banner insurrection, insurrection. It's like, Oh yeah. Insurrection kind of like, you know, uh, when people talk about any of these new things, so, you know, like white supremacy or Christian nationalism, like these terms that people use as a bludgeon to shut up their opponents. That's so right. the idea that, that Michelle Obama is saying this on January 7th, 2021 is pretty extraordinary. What makes it more extraordinary is when you go back to her previous career, she and Barack Obama were friends and allies of two unrepentant weather underground terrorists who blew people up and killed them in the 1960s and early 70s, Bill Ayers and Bernadine Darn. They, for many years, they attended the Marxist Black Liberation Theology Church of Jeremiah Wright. He performed their wedding and baptized their children. They didn't even leave after he gave his infamous Goddamn America sermon until... A Republican got hold of that and started posting it all over the Internet. And then suddenly they distanced themselves. But the worst of it was during the 2020 Democratic National Convention, after actually the George Floyd riots were still going on and you had uh, you had Kamala Harris on television saying they should not stop. So the riots are still going on allegedly to protest the death of George Floyd, and in fact, led by Marxist revolutionaries who were being flown from one three-star hotel to another to plant bombs and attack the police, burn down cities and loot, loot neighborhoods and kill more than a dozen Americans were killed by rioters during the George Floyd riots, which were an insurrection. Michelle Obama went on television and she sounded like a mafia gangster terrorizing a store for protection money. After talking about the riots that trashed a dozen U.S. cities and killed more than 12 people, she said this. If you take one thing from my words tonight, it is this. If you think, if you think things cannot possibly get worse, trust me, they can. And they will if we don't make a change in this election. If we have any hope of ending this chaos, we've got to vote for Joe Biden like our lives depended on it. That's like a guy named Vinny coming up to you in your store saying, really nice uh, pizza parlor you got here. It'll be a terrible shame 
if uh, something would have happened to it, and let's say it just, you know, got doused in gasoline and burned to the ground with everyone inside dying, I would be very upset. I, I hope we can take measures <laughs> together John, to prevent I'm gonna, this from happening. I'm going to interrupt you in full mafia rant. We'll be right back with John Smirak. <laughs> Folks, welcome back. I have the joy of speaking to our friend, John Zmirak. Uh, John, what else shall we discuss today? You've written a lot of articles at stream.org. I hope people will go there. Thanks. Well, let, I want to continue with a, a key point from the article on whose title is Michelle Obama is America's Winnie Mandela. Um, what is going on when the Democrats scream about peaceful protesters on January 6th, plus a few, a couple of nuts and a bunch of FBI infiltrators when they scream about that, but they're utterly silent about the George Floyd riots. They're utterly silent about people like Jake Gardner, who tried to defend himself against a looter uh, in, in attacking his store and then was hounded to suicide by a George Soros prosecutor. Uh, what they, they, they don't want to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse, who legitimately defended himself and his neighbors from from looters who were trying to kill him. They tried to put him in prison for first degree murder. How is it that the Democrats can say you're not allowed to defend yourself? You're not allowed to defend your property because this is a mostly peaceful riot that's legitimate because of social justice. And we allowed the riot. We didn't ban it for covid reasons. But we banned your church. We called your church a super spreader event. But this riot tearing up a neighborhood, we said, was legitimate. What, the whole double, outrageous double standard. It's beyond hypocrisy. It's actually something terrifying. What we're seeing with the Democrats letting their violent thugs run free and prosecuting our little old ladies who took selfies at, at the Capitol and putting them in solitary and torturing them and denying them medication and railroading them into prison. This is something for which there is a historical name, precedent and name. It's called anarcho-tyranny. It's basically anarchy for me, for me, tyranny for thee. And it was developed as a tactic by the Nazis. The Nazis in the 20s and 30s had a lot of sympathizers among the local police and among the judges. So they would get in street fights, they bring their their brown shirts, the SA, and they would get in street fights with their political opponents. Everybody get arrested. The judge, because he was sympathetic to the Nazis, would let the Nazis go or maybe a slap on the wrist. And he would send the people they'd been attacking to prison for defending themselves. This is exactly what the Democrats are doing. The Democrats are acting like Nazis. They're using Nazi tactics. They're even using Nazi rhetoric. Joe Biden, if you remember from a couple of months ago, his Darth Vader speech in front of Independence Hall, where it was lit in red lights and he had like imperial stormtroopers behind him. He denounced everyone in America who did not support him for president as being a semi-fascist. He dehumanized and degraded and, and stripped away the personhood of everyone who did not support his senile, corrupt regime. That is exactly what the Nazis used to do, to dehumanize their political opponents using labels. 
He talked about semi-fascists and MAGA Republicans. They talk about Christian nationalists or election deniers in the same way that the Nazis made up terms. They Instead of Christian nationalists, the Nazis talked about Judeo-Bolshevik. They tried to merge all Jews under the rubric of Bolshevik communism in Russia in order to encourage anti-Semitism. Today's left lumps every Christian who thinks he has the right to vote and to vote his conscience under the rubric of Christian nationalist in the same way to dehumanize them and strip them of their political representation. If I looked carefully at Joe Biden's Darth Vader speech, Abraham Lincoln, during the Civil War, never spoke about the Confederates who were fighting to break up the country and preserve slavery. Abraham Lincoln never used that kind of hostile, dehumanizing rhetoric about Confederate slave owners trying to break up the country that Joe Biden did about people who didn't vote for his senile butt to be president of the United States, his corrupt senile Chinese-controlled mafia family operation. He managed to become president while his son Hunter hid with his laptop full of child pornography and communications with Chinese spies and proof of bribery. Our FBI covered it up. We are living in a banana republic controlled by a disgusting, decadent bunch of perverts They're not our fellow Americans. They don't think we're fellow Americans. They are our enemies. We are ruled by our enemies as surely as the French were before D-Day. Well, uh, this brings us to, uh, you know, the what can we do about it? And I just want to say, generally speaking to everyone listening, whatever you can do, we all can do something. Okay, you don't need a laundry list from me. But the point is, when you have an opportunity to fight and to speak, uh, to retweet something that uh, I would uh, put on Twitter uh, to share this interview on social media uh, to speak um, at a at a school board meeting uh, to do it, folks. If you don't understand what we're going through now, you're not going to take action. Uh, and yes, prayer is one of the most important forms of action. Pray for the January sixth defendants and. When you hear them being lied about, when you hear them being compared to terrorists and violent insurrectionists, go back at those people. Don't go along with that. Say, oh, really? Were they burning down cities? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was your people. Well, listen, George W. Bush, George W. Bush, I I still cannot get over it. Compared the the folks at January 6th uh, to the terrorists who took down the Twin Towers. If you want to know how deep it goes, folks, imagine that George W. Bush, somebody that I you know, once thought shared my values, he said that. That is where we are right, right now. He is one of the enemies. The rhinos inside the Republican Party are more our enemies than the radical left because the rhinos are trying to deny us any political representation at all. They're trying to hijack our party. So, so like the, the left, they're like some jerk on the road who's driving erratically. The rhinos are the guys stealing your car. So you don't even have a car. So the rhinos are our first and foremost enemy. Do not let people get away with using Christian nationalists or talking about insurrectionists. Call them on their BS. Don't let them get away with it. John, um, I hate to say goodbye to you. It's a joy to speak with you, my friend. Thank you uh, for everything. And folks, let me remind you. Uh, 
do not miss the opportunity uh, to give to Christian Solidarity International. I'll give you the phone number later, but you can find it right at the top of the page, metaxastalk.com, metaxastalk.com. Please give generously. Thank you. Once again. Um, all right. Now we need so. to get serious for a minute. Yeah. Um, we keep saying this because we believe in it. If you really want to give a gift that is not goofy uh, or not practical, but that's just beautiful, uh, you can participate in freeing a slave. We are uh, partnering with CSI Christian Solidarity International. If you go to the link on our website, metaxastalk.com, um, Whatever you give helps free slaves. This is real. We've talked about it on this program. I keep saying I want to I want to encourage everyone, please, uh, to participate. Whatever you give, your name goes into a hat and we're going to send eight. We're going to draw eight grand prize winners. So if you just are a kid or you just want to, you know, they want to give ten dollars. They want to we want to put all your names in a hat. Uh, Anybody who gives ten thousand dollars. I want to have dinner with you or spend the evening with you. I keep throwing that out there. Anybody gives a thousand dollars, which will free four slaves. Uh, we want to reward you and thank you in person. When you come to the radio studio, we'd be delighted to have you there, but you have to go to metaxastalk.com. This is just the greatest Christmas gift folks. Anything, a- any, any amount you give metaxastalk.com. Uh, you'll see the banner right at the top of the page. Please be generous. This is an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. God bless you. Yeah.